Welcome to the Unstoppable Real Estate Agents Podcast. I'm your host and real estate productivity expert, Kim Hughes. Join me as we focus on real strategies and implement real solutions designed for you to achieve major success in your business and life while getting you organized. Hi, everybody. This is Kim Hughes. And today we're going to talk about some changes that are coming at you beginning February 1st regarding your Gmail and your Yahoo email accounts and how it could affect your deliverability. We're going to cover all of that today with Julie Hoplin, who is um, the owner of VersatileVA.com. And she is my tech person on the company. And when she brought this um, information to me, I said, I think this is very important information that real estate agents need to know because y'all are not diving into the technology side of your business. So that's why we have Julie on the call today. And I am very excited to have her because she knows what we need to do. So welcome, Julie. And if you'll take a minute and just share with us your background and what you do. Thanks, Kim. And thanks for having me. Um, yes. Yeah, so I have been uh, a virtual assistant or part of the virtual assistant industry for a very long time. I did take a little break, a 12-year break, uh, but my first business was in the 90s. Uh, and then I returned again in 2009. And since then, I have been offering more technical services, systems integration, um, it, which includes email marketing, which is what we're going to be talking about today. And um, yes, so I have been in business since uh, since 2009. That's great. Well, you know, I think you and I have pretty much started, you know, back when, you know, years ago, we have run across each other's past over the year. And then when I sort of started realizing I needed help with technology and funnels and email marketing and all of that. That's where you came in. So you've been a true blessing to my company. And I know that the information we're going to deliver today to our audience is going to appreciate um, all the knowledge that you're bringing to this subject. So again, we're talking today about the upcoming changes to your Gmail and your Yahoo accounts that begin on February 1st. So um, it's actually, it's not their Gmail accounts and Yahoo accounts. It is Gmail as a provider and Yahoo as a provider. If your customers use Gmail or Yahoo to collect their mail, these are the changes that are going into effect. Now there is... Okay, there is another element which we're going to kind of cover. And I mean, first of all, I want to say I know this can seem totally overwhelming, but hopefully within the next few minutes, you're going to understand what these changes are, what they mean, and the simple things that you need to do and how to get help to do that. And then it's done and dusted. There you go. Well, with all that said, Julie, I'm just going to turn it over to you because you're the expert on this and not me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you just start start where you feel like we need to know. Okay. So one of the first things I want to talk about is if anyone is still sending bulk emails using a Gmail account or a Yahoo account or a Hotmail account, any free service provider that isn't a domain-based email. So if you're using Google Workspace and you're running your domain-based email through it, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about julie123 at Mm gmail.com. If you're sending out bulk emails using an address like that, those days 
are pretty much over. And here's why. Okay. Uh, using a Gmail address for single emails is absolutely fine. But if you're sending bulk emails out that way, because of these new policies going into effect, G- you're anyone that you send to on your list that is a Gmail or a Yahoo address isn't going to get your email. And the reason is it can't be authenticated. So let's talk about what does that mean to be authenticated? On, okay. So to be authenticated means you're going to ch- put, you're going to get a setting. It's called uh, a, the first record that we're talking about is a DKIM record. This is a text record, which is just a line of code that is turned into something called a CNAME record. You need to take that information from your email marketing service and enter it at your hosting provider, where your website is hosted. And what that does is it adds a, a digital signature to your emails saying this is real it's been pinged it's a valid domain it's a live domain and this domain has permission or sorry this service has permission to send on behalf of this domain okay so for example if i was to go to my email marketing program which could be like mailchimp aweber flowdesk any of those, any of them, then um, like constant contact, any of those, then if I'm putting in there, you know, because I use AWeber, so yeah. I would have, I have in there Kim at kimhughes.com. So I'm a verified account. But if I was using the email address kimhughes at gmail.com, that's where we're going to get in trouble, right? Correct. And okay. you, uh, as well as verifying the email address, You also have to verify that the domain is real. Domains can be spoofed. Emails can be spoofed. This is going to cut that down. And I'll explain what a spoofed email is. Do you ever get an email from yourself? Oh, yeah. You didn't send it. and It's got nothing to do with you or your business. And then when you look at it a little closer, although it says it's from you when you inspect it, the address is something totally different. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is going to stop all of that because okay. your when the when an email is sent to any provider, but Gmail and Yahoo people who use Gmail and Yahoo to collect their email in particular, it's going to validate that. Oh, look, this signature's there. This is real. It's mm-hmm. good. Let it through. So that's mm-hmm. one of the first records that we have to we have to take. And as I'll just okay. say that again. You go into your email marketing application, whatever that is, Constant Contact, AWeber, Active Campaign, Flowdesk, doesn't matter. You go into your settings. It's usually under the advanced tab. And you're going to grab two lines of code. All you got to do is copy and paste it into okay. your hosting provider's DNS records. Now, I do not recommend doing this yourself if you don't know what you're doing. 
because if you put this in the wrong place, you've just redirected your website. Mm-hmm. Not funny because it'll t- it can take two days to actually propagate and then another two days to get it back. So we don't want to yeah. do that. Mm-mm. Recommend Mm-mm. contacting your hosting provider and saying, I need to update my DKIM and SPF records. They're going to know exactly what you're talking about because I'm sure they've been hearing this 10,000 times a day for yeah, the last probably- month. Yeah, they're probably getting, you know, agents are probably getting these emails, but they probably don't understand what it means. And so they're not paying attention to it, which is understandable because I wasn't paying attention to it until you brought it to my attention the other day and Amy. So when we were all looking at it, I am a verified because I'm Kim at KimHughes.com. But something I want to mention before we go further is, you know, I don't want agents out there panicking and calling their, you know, hosting companies going, oh my gosh. But what you do need to do while you're changing this is get you a domain, whether you have one or not, you need one. And it could be, you know, Suzy Sales Seattle Real Estate. We don't care what the domain is, but you also need an email address that goes with the domain. So it would be like mine, Kim at KimHughes.com. That I can verify. That is a verifiable email, right? That's correct. Okay. But what they need to remember is it doesn't have to cost an arm and a leg. So let me just say this real quick. For example, if you go to GoDaddy and you buy a domain, you buy the domain, but you also have to pay for an email address. So I always recommend, you know, whether you want to have a website or not, you still have to have the domain and the email address. So go over to tigertech.net and we're going to put that in the show notes and I'll link it over. Um, That you can go over there and you can get a domain for about $12 a month, but you get unlimited email. So you don't have to pay for that other charge of having an email. Now, there's probably other companies that do that. I just work with Tiger Tech. And um, they've had my, they posted my website, they host my email, never had a problem. So if you're looking at a budget thing, you know, you're going to spend about $145 a year on that domain, but you're also going to have free email. And they're a great company, you know, to work with. So just let me put that out there that they do have a way to do it. And, and if you have a GoDaddy domain, just know you're going to have to by an email address. It's a monthly charge, period. So just keep that in mind as you're listening to us talk about how this all comes together. Okay, Julie, now that I've said that, I'm going to give it back to you. Okay. The next record is that we were talking about. So we've got DKIM. The next one is SPF. What this record is, is it again, it's another thing that you grab from your email marketing and it is entered in at the hosting level. And what an Mm -hmm. SPF record does is it verifies which IP addresses and domains have been authorized to send on behalf of your domain. Fine. Okay. Now, finally, it. If you send out more than 5,000 emails on any given day, Mm -hmm. so you have a newsletter goes out to 10,000 people, even if it's only once a month, what you also have to have is something called a DMARC policy that's spelled D-M-A-R-C. And what that policy does is 
it tells your uh, it tells um, your recipient's um, receiver what to do if there is no digital signature in the DKI. There is no DKIM. And there mm. also isn't an SPF record. So it's a, let's say it's a spoofed message. What do you want them to do with that message? The mm. policy can be as simple as do nothing. But you, if you send out over 5,000 a day, you have to have a policy. Right. Now, where would this policy, is it somewhere on, what do you, where does this policy happen? Some of the tools will create one for you. Okay. Like some of the, some of the email service providers will also create a DMARC policy for you. Um, Others, there's, there's different tools where you can create one because you can get really creative with it and say, um, well, send it to the spam folder or reject it, flat out Mm. reject it, send it back to wherever it came from. Mm-hmm. But as long as you have, there is no policy, but you state that there is no policy, don't do anything with it. Okay. That is okay. You, that that qualifies and you're now compliant. Okay. Okay. Um, there are lots of tools to generate a DMARC record. But again, your host can probably help you with this as well. Right. So what they basically need to do is... If you, as an agent, they need to, one, have a domain, two, have an email, and then if they already have this, which a lot of agents do have their own domain and their own email, yeah. they need to make sure that if they don't understand how to do it, to contact whoever is in charge of the domain, not the website, but the domain. The domain, correct. correct. Okay. And then, because like with you, you help me with a lot of my, you help me manage my websites. So, you know, if you, well, I probably shouldn't use myself as an example, (laughs) but, you know, if you have a website manager and you have a hosting company, it's the hosting company that needs that information, but your website manager should be able to help you. And if you're a real estate agent that has a rented website or a leased website, like something through Real Geeks, Brivity, um, iHouseWeb, Homes.com, et cetera. Those are the people you have to reach out to because and they are already done it. Hopefully they've already done it, but they need to double check it. Cause I did. I double checked me. And I it was all yeah. Taken good. yeah. Yeah. But let me also say this, when we were looking at my, at my emails the other day in a Weber that, you know, I had several emails in there and not all of them were verified. And so we were deleting the ones that we didn't need anymore which helped clean that all up. So if you use multiple email addresses, they all have to be updated, right? Um, well, the 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 DMARC and SPF and uh, DKIM, those three settings are more tied to the domain uh, okay. than the email itself. The emails okay. will have had to have been verified in your service provider in order to send in the first place. It's not going to let you send an unvaried. So your emails have likely already been verified. And if you have been using a Gmail address to send, they've also been telling you, this is going to end, this is going to end, this is going to end. So this should not come as a surprise. And hopefully most people have 
invested in a domain and a domain-based email since. It's simply mm-hmm. going to cut down on spam, cut down on spoofing, and help improve deliverability overall. Now, if this isn't done, worst case scenario is your deliverability rates are going to drop. It's not mm. the end of the world, but it isn't great. Right. Because all your efforts being lost. Exactly. So what they need to do, um, because most agents, you know, usually don't send daily emails at that capacity, but they may on a monthly. Exactly. Um, you know, and even bi-weekly, they may send out things that could hit that database. I mean, I know agents that have thousands and thousands in their in their CRM. So we just need to make sure that before they send anything else out, that it's they correct this so that they, they don't lose all that effort of getting it out. And one of the other means. things that it's going to do is in Gmail and Yahoo specifically is up at the top. In the in the very header of your message, if you if you look at Gmail, right beside the sender name, it's going to have the unsubscribe link right there. They yeah, no I forgot about have that. to go to the bottom. Right, that's so a good it's point. going it's going to be immediately recognizable if okay. you have done this or not, or if your if your settings are set up right or not. Right, interesting. So interesting. It's Amy, do you to, have any questions? No, I mean, I think that really explains it well. I mean, so if I'm using like MailChimp, because I was just checking one of my clients' accounts, um, how do I know for sure if this has been done? If you go into, I was in MailChimp, but it's been a few hours. I've been in a few others since then. So I'm just trying to remember from memory. (laughs) Um, If you go in, I believe it's in account settings and then... Uh, somewhere in email, settings they need email, to go. Yeah, work. you're going to look for email authentication, and if if you even do a search for DKIM in Mailchimp's help topics, they should lead you to the right place in your account. Okay. But you're going to see addresses that you can just copy, and that's what you're going to take mm-hmm. to make your CNAME records at your hosting. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. So, Julie, let me ask you this. It could be totally another topic, but for example, when we're building a website for a client and say this has happened a couple of times this month, um, we're not building them. It's iHouse Web or the website, the real estate website company. And when we're ready to go live, we usually go into um, wherever their domain is. And because most people use GoDaddy, I'll use them. So we go into GoDaddy and we have to change the name servers. And when I'm in there on the name tr- servers, that's where I see this change. What did you call it? Um, C name. And I see that in there. So that's kind of an area that it, it, that, it's, might that is the exact spot. Okay. So you that's just have to make sure tonight. not to put these text records into your DNS. <laughs> right. And again, because we're going to stress, call call your host and have yeah. them do it. Don't do it yourself if you don't know what it, you're doing. If you don't know what you're doing, because <laughs> it you'll, you'll, you're going to set yourself back if you do mm-hmm. the wrong thing. It's and just not an, not an area to play in when you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what do. else? Can, yeah. So what else can we share with them that they, and you know, this has to be done by February 1st. So what I'm going to recommend to agents is get this done today 
because if you have a newsletter, market stats, whatever you have going out, if it does not meet this requirement, you will it'll come back to bite you in the rear. They've actually Gmail and Yahoo have said they're going like they're focusing on the people who send out more than five thousand first. Okay, that that is it's still it could still affect your deliverability. I can't I can't say what's going to happen for sure, but they have they have because there was such an uproar. They have kind mm. of that their hard date of it's all happening on the first of February has been rolled back a little bit, and they've said, you know, if the DMARC policy and the over five thousand is the key thing for February first, gotcha. but it 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 will affect as it starts. Okay. I don't know if it's going to take them three days, five days, ten days. I have no idea how long it's going to take for them to roll it out versus switching everything. Mm -hmm. February 1st. So the sooner you can do it, the better. Right. Or be careful sending out any large broadcasts until you've done it. (laughs) There is that. You could delay your newsletter for a few days and and then it's not going to matter. It's not the single emails. It's the bulk. So if you're like, you know what I mean? It's it. That's, that's the bigger thing. Mm -hmm. Well, see, like when we send out every week, a podcast email, you know, telling our audience who, you know, what we're talking about that week and everything. Well, that number is way over 5,000. So that would affect me if I did not have it set up the correct way. And that would really come back to haunt me because I have a lot of people that they're so, we're so systemized here that when my database gets a podcast e-blast from me, they know. They know when it's going. They know when my podcast is out because it's all scheduled. And I, they have gotten to where they understand that. You know, like, okay, Thursday is podcast day. We're going to get an e-blast and all this stuff. So, you know, if you have to delay it a couple of days to get this taken care of, then do that. But make it a priority. And don't put it on your to-do list. Do it now. Do it right now. It does not take long. No. It is literally even going into minutes. one copying what you need, going into your hosting, pasting it there, and then you can go back into your email. Some of the like active campaign even has a tool built right in where you can check if the DNS settings are now correct. Okay. I, so, I can't speak for all of them, but some of them right. do. Okay. Or there are oh. tools to check those settings, free tools. If you Google it, mm-hmm. um, check my DNS settings, you should get uh, a number of tools that will come up. MX Toolbox is one. MX Toolbox. Okay. We'll link that in the show notes um, so people can just pick, click on the link. Okay. So if you don't have a domain and an email address associated with that domain, you need to do that first and then go from there. And then, like we said, uh, Tiger Tech. T-I-G-E-R-T-E-C-H dot net. And we'll put that link below. And then the link Julie just mentioned, we'll put below. We'll try to gather as much information as we can to make it easy on y'all so y'all don't have to go and do all the research. But just know you have got, you're responsible for doing this and it is important. It is. If you want your emails to hit people's inboxes, if they use, Mm -hmm. because email and Yahoo combined, or sorry, Gmail and Yahoo combined have a 78% market share. Mm, wow. In terms of where people are collecting their emails. Mm -hmm. So this is just a little 
add on because agents, um, sometimes they'll get databases that they want to farm to and, you know, email addresses and all that. One of the things that I see when I'm scrubbing those databases for my clients is that they may have an email address, but they may not have a first and last name. And some email programs will not allow you to do that, you know, to upload just an email address because that's with them understanding that's probably a bot or you got it from a, a group somewhere. So keep that in mind, you know, is if you're downloading these databases and uploading them into your email programs, one, they're probably being rejected or two, they're getting in, but they're probably not going to get an email from you. And so you got to look at that, but you also have to look at your open rate and your bounce rate and your click through rate and all of that to understand how those numbers work together. And cleaning your email is a healthy thing to do. It is, girl. I'm going to tell you, uh, last year, I went in and cleaned up my database in my email program, and I got rid of about probably two or 3,000 people. And I have agents tell me, oh, I'm having panic attacks if I do that. I'm like, those people don't either get your email, don't want to hear from you. Um, for whatever reason, they're not getting it or whatever, they're not paying attention to it. So why do you want to continue marketing to someone that doesn't want to pay attention to you, but you have a whole audience over here that does. So let's focus on those that do want to hear from you. <laughs> and especially yeah. when it takes you up to a new tier, you know, yeah. you're you're in a new tier and the pricing goes up substantially because yeah. of that yeah. one contact where if you'd cleaned your email, you might not be at that. That's true. At that, and thought of that. that level, right? And your, your, your open rates are going to be better. Your deliverability is going to be, your rates are going to be better because the audience that you have is actually engaged. Yeah. So what we we're talking about. twice a year. Twice a year. Okay. Twice so twice a year, a year clean your Twice a year, database. do a search to see who has opened, who hasn't opened anything in the last 18 months. And then get them out. And then clear them out. Okay. That's a good point. 18 months, y'all. So if I was to be, um, if I was, and this may be a a thing where Amy can jump in on, because we do have a couple of clients that have a really good open rate. I'm not sure what their mail email program is. It's either MailChimp or Constant Contact, I'm sure. But we have one that has over a 50% open rate. And it's because of the way she, the way that Amy structures it. And you know what? I'm going to stop and say, if I did not introduce Amy at the beginning of this podcast, I'd like to introduce her now. Most (laughs) people know who Amy is, but I was so excited about this topic and felt so important to get it out there that I forgot. I think I forgot to do that. But Amy is a team member of Kim Hughes and Company, and she works one-on-one with the clients. And so she's going to know more about it than I would, you know, so I think that's why it was so important to have not just Julie on here, but Amy, because she can share information as well. Like we have a client in Colorado that she, doesn't she have like a 54% open rate? Uh, Yes. Yes, she does. Yeah. And it didn't happen overnight. We had, it was a work, you know, we had to work on that, but it was really good. Like we have a client right now that has a 2%. She's a new client, came over. She had, we were looking at her stats and it's a 2%. But guess what? She's also using Gmail as her email uh-huh. provider. So she's somebody we have to go in and make sure that's taken care of. And um, but the goal is is to have at least a 30% open rate, right, Julie? Yep. That would be considered excellent. Okay. 
Well, there you go. Believe it or not, the average is actually a lot lower. Really? Interesting. 30% would be considered like stellar. 50 is wow. Like, well yeah. done. Well done. Yeah. Go Amy. I'm one that is 30%. We're working to get to 50 every month. She's like, how, where are we now? Where are we now? So mm-hmm. we're tweaking. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's an engaged audience. That's exactly what you want. Yeah. You know, because we're deliver, you deliver the information they want or they need and they'll read it. And then they yep. look forward to the next email, you know? So that's something like with me, I got on an email list a couple of years ago where I woke up on on a Saturday morning, and I had, I think, 5,000 emails come flooding into my account. I immediately call, uh, contacted Tiger Tech, who's my provider, and said, what the heck is going on here? And they said, "You, I want to say they called it spoofing. But I got on that, and I still, to this day, get, I usually get about 100 to 200 spam emails. You know, so that's a problem. Hopefully that's going to solve that problem. This is going to help solve that problem because every time you send an email, whoever's that when it's being received on the other end, it's being scanned for that digital signature. It's being scanned for that. If that's not there, it's looking for does active campaign have permission to send on behalf of this? Oh, look, it does. Okay. It's good. Yeah. Love it. Love this kind of stuff. Okay. So anything else we should share with our audience about the email situation that's coming up on uh, February 1st? Make it a priority. Make it a priority. <laughs> Make it a priority. And again, it it seems overwhelming, but it's really not. No. Your hosting provider will do it for you mm-hmm. because they would and rather you didn't mess it up. Right. So again, whoever is hosting your domain, yes, that's who you need to reach out to. Um, if you have not been getting information about this, then you definitely reach out to your domain company and get this taken care of because you don't want it to come back and haunt you down the road and be disappointed when something goes wrong and you knew you had this information and you didn't make it a priority. So take five minutes, take care of this immediately, and then be done with it and put it off. And then that way you don't have it stored in your brain. And Hi, people. you have... If you have an, uh, a newsletter going out February 1st, maybe delay <laughs> it to Monday. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Give the settings a chance to settle. Yeah, so after you make the changes in the settings, it is how long pre- is it? It's pretty much instantaneously. Okay. But um, again, it doesn't hurt to, like, I wouldn't send a broadcast out immediately after. Right. I'd give it a chance to, because just like when you, you change a DNS, it can take two hours. It can take two days, right? So Mm -hmm. it's not quite the same thing as changing a DNS, but it's still, it wouldn't hurt to give it a little bit of a buffer of a day or two just before, especially if you're sending out over 5,000. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. So to wrap this up again, check your, with your domain hosting company. And get that changed over. And while you're at it, go ahead and look at your, go through your database and see what you can remove. And don't don't be afraid of it. You know, a lot of people are afraid of removing people from their database, especially if it's large numbers. And just keep in mind that 
These are people that either are not getting your emails or they're not opening your emails. So they don't want to do, they don't want to have anything to do with what you have to offer. And that's okay because then you have all these people over here that do want to hear from you. So focus on those people, not the ones that that are the negatives, right? Right. And And I would um, say too, go ahead and you can export your whole database. You can download your database. You have a copy of the whole database. So when you're deleting it online, it's not like they're gone. You still have record of them. They're just not, you're just not you know. paying for them. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. Cause I think like if you use MailChimp, you can send out so many and then you're being charged because now you're going to the next tier. So right. you be careful with, who, you know, that's why we say clean your database so that you don't get into that next tier by one or two people. And then, um, just make sure you take care of all of that in there. Now, is there anything else do that we need to share with them? Or do you think we've covered everything to give them the information they need to get this done? Anything we're forgetting? I am just looking over my notes and I don't think so. Okay. All right. Well, then I guess we can wrap this up. And then if there's anybody out there that's kind of like, I don't know what she just talked about. Feel free to drop us an email and we'll try to answer your questions and direct you in the the right way. Um, This is not something Julie or I do, but we do it for our own clients, but we won't be able to do it for outside because it's keeping us busy enough as it is. But here's what I'm also going to say in closing is that if you, this was something Amy and I talked about before we jumped on the podcast is it shows how techy you really are in the world and in the world that we're in right now being full of technology and our sellers look to you know your sellers look to you to see how you run your business how you market your business and then they say okay if she's doing that for herself then she'll do that for me so one thing that i i will always say is if you're using a gmail a yahoo hotmail aol um Bing or, or whoever, you need to stop doing that and go get a domain and get you an email address that fits your domain. That's the professional thing to do. That is what you as a business owner, you need to do that. That's part of your branding. And it shows that you take your business very seriously. Because I will say this, if I get an email from an agent that I'm trying to, if I'm ready to sell my home and I get an email from an agent who uses Gmail over an agent that uses their domain, it's going to be, you know, I'm going to talk to both of them, but I'm going to lean towards the one that takes their their business to the next level. And that's what you're doing is you're setting your business up for success. And this is a part of it. So it's all techy. It's a little bit more than what agents want to deal with, but it's something you still have to deal with in your day, in your daily business. Is there anything else that we could talk about um, regarding this, Amy or Julia? Are we ready to wrap it up? I would say we're ready to wrap it up. Just remember, this is okay. a one-off thing. It's not something you're going to ever have to do again, unless you change email service providers. But you're once you've done it once, you're going to have an idea of what you need to do the next time. Right. And most people, once they buy a domain, they don't usually change their domain provider. 
Um, unless no, but if you reason. were to change from MailChimp to Active Campaign, the settings are a little oh, bit different. Oh, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. So, okay, the, okay, the records are a little bit different, but it's just a case okay. of swapping out the records for the new platform. That's all. Um, okay. Like if you out when you outgrow Mailchimp, the next step is often Active Campaign or ConvertKit or something okay. like that. Just because Mailchimp gets stupidly expensive once you have a lot of clients or a lot of. So content. is there is there one that you would recommend over? Let's say the majority of our clients, Mailchimp, Constant Contact. Um, we have a couple with Blogdesk. Um, is there one that you would recommend for real estate agents to create their funnels and through? If it's, built, if it's built into their funnel tool, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. So Flowdesk, Kartra, Kajabi, any of those. Um, okay. They are, they, they, it, it has to be done with them as well, but, or these, like these settings have to be done with them as well. But if you can, if you can keep it with the, all within that, in within the one tool, your tracking capabilities and your uh, what you can do with the data and how you can easily analyze the data in an all for all for one all ah okay an all in right. one tool mm -hmm. is is obviously a little bit better wow. than if you're zapping things from one tool to another right 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 well what we try to tell agents is you know things technology changes daily. But if you get in with the best program now, then five years from now, you'll probably be with that program again, still with that program. But if you're going with a program that is free or is very cheap and and they don't run their, their program correctly, you're going to be doing this all over again. So in my opinion, it's better to spend a little money now and get that program, get the stellar program that answers all your questions and does everything you need it to do and stay with it. You know, because that's the one that's going to always progress faster than the other companies. That's a to me a given. You know, um, any of these new ones that offer lifetime deals for thirty nine dollars, just please yeah. don't, don't do please, it. Please, please don't, because I promise you, you're going to be leaving within. I, if you make it the year, I'll be surprised. Yeah. So you know, it, you, it's like we always say: you get what you pay for. Yeah. Um, if you're in investing into your company, into your business, and you need to look at it that way, this is an investment of time and money into the best programs that work for you, not for others, but for you, for you. you know, so, you know, everybody can talk about MailChimp and all the other ones, but if they don't work for you, then you need to find one that does. And that's kind of with me, you know, I've been with a Weber forever. I mean, I'm like literally one of the first. Oh, it's one of customers. the OGs. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I won't change. I don't have a reason to change. They haven't given me a reason to change. And so I'm happy to stay with them as long as they are providing me. And this is what, 20 years in business I've been in, I've had, I've been one of their customers. So, you know, I'm one of those that once I find something I like, I'm going to stay with it and hopefully not have to move because of something that happened on their end. So just keep that in mind and uh, make it simple on you, but make it efficient. Okay. So Julie, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time to explain this to our audience. Um, 
Hopefully they will take action immediately as soon as they finish the podcast and go um, get this taken care of or reach out to the person that needs to help them take care of this. And Amy, I appreciate you being on this um, to just kind of back up anything that we missed because we know how important it is. And with you being in the uh, trenches with the agents in their email marketing programs, it was great for you to offer suggestions as well. So thank you so much. And we will talk to you all next week.